Let's talk about why we should assume our customers know nothing when it comes to planning our marketing. This week, it's just me and the mic, and this is episode 278 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This podcast is all about keeping marketing simple and all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a professional speaker and consultant from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the complexity and the BS from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. This week, however, it's just me and the mic. And I want to tell you about an experience I had recently back at the first in-person speaking engagement that I've had since February 2021. And it highlighted once again to me something that I truly believe in, that when it comes to marketing, especially when it comes to marketing communications, we have to assume that our customers know nothing. So let's get right into it. Throughout the pandemic, I've continued to trade as a marketing consultant, speaker and trainer. But like many people, I've had to pivot pretty much to online working. That's meant delivering speeches at events online. That's meant delivering webinars and trainings online. So when I was finally asked after nearly 19 months to go to an in-person event to do an actual presentation on an actual stage, I absolutely jumped at the opportunity. But as it turned out, I was going to learn a very salutary lesson at this conference, something that I already knew, something which was reinforced to me by the experience that I had. Before we get to that, though, just to give you a little bit of background. Now, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you'll know that I'm all about helping people keep their marketing simple. And by that, I mean keeping their products simple, keeping their communications simple and helping them keeping their processes and customer services simple. Because if there's one way to enrage people is to make things really complicated, complicated language in booklets, complicated processes, complicated service. It all adds up to a poor customer experience. And if you enrage your customer, customers, it's very likely that they're not going to buy from you. So I believe that simplicity engages rather than enrages. And that's been one of the main mantras of all of my work during my career in marketing. And one of the most important rules that I teach when I'm doing training and when I'm doing speeches, and one of the most important rules that I work with my consultancy clients is to assume that the customer knows nothing Now, it doesn't matter which industry you work in. You could be manufacturing cupcakes. You could be a car mechanic. You could be a marketing consultant. You could be manufacturing widgets. Whichever industry you work in, there is a language that you will use day in, day out, which only you understand as somebody working in that industry. The problem is when you work in an industry day in, day out, you learn that language. It's like going to France and learning French. It's like going to Spain and learning Spanish. 
If people don't know French and they don't know Spanish, then it's very difficult to talk to them. Unless people understand your language, if you use your language when communicating with them, it's likely they'll have no idea what you're talking about. They'll feel alienated, they won't feel engaged, and it's a reason why they may not do business with you. If you assume the customer knows nothing, then no question can be too simple to answer. And if you start at that level, okay, it's possible you might upset a few people if they think you're teaching granny to suck eggs, that if you're telling them what they think is the bleeding obvious. But the majority of people will absolutely love you for assuming that they know nothing because your stuff won't be difficult to understand. It'll be easy to engage with and it's likely to help that customer decide that they do want to buy from you. So bearing that in mind, here I was being asked to speak at this in-person conference. Now, I have to admit, I got excited about just going to an in-person event after being online for so long. The chance to actually be in a room with people, to have discussions, to, to drink coffee and to natter over the coffee break and just to just to network, just to be out and about again. And of course, it gave me an opportunity to go on a train, which I haven't been on properly for nearly 19 months. Now, the conference organisers asked me to put together a workshop on how to use Clubhouse and other live audio platforms like Twitter Spaces and Spotify Green Rooms. Now, like me, the conference organiser had seen how popular Clubhouse had become so quickly. I mean, at the beginning of 2021, there were only about 100,000 users across the world. By the end of February, there were 10 million and growing exponentially by the day. Clubhouse became so popular so quickly that Twitter moved into the space as soon as they could with their own version of it, Twitter Spaces. And soon after, Spotify, and I was really quite surprised about that, Spotify launched their equivalent, which was called Green Rooms. Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces have rarely been out of marketing publications and marketing online media for the last nine months. It really has been a global phenomenon. So I absolutely understand why the organisers of the conference wanted to run a session on the subject. Personally, I've used Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces quite a bit. Now, I have to say, I haven't become as obsessed with it as some people have. I mean, I see that some people seem to spend their entire time on Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces these days. And I do wonder how the they managed to actually get any work done. But I have invested quite a bit of time myself trying to understand how Clubhouse works, trying to understand how Twitter Spaces work, try to understand how I could build live audio into my marketing strategy. And so I was pretty confident that I could put together a really good session on how to use live audio in your marketing. Now, I was very conscious of how hyped this had become within marketing circles, and I wanted to make sure that I reflected that in the session. So the session wasn't just going to be on how to do Clubhouse and how to do Twitter spaces from the point of view of the technicalities, i.e. how to set one up, how to get the audio right, how to moderate the discussion. I also wanted to make sure that I imparted the knowledge into the audience listening to me as to how they could fit 
live audio into their overall marketing strategy? How would it fit with their normal communications, with their advertising, with their promotions, with their product, with their customer service? How could they use live audio holistically rather than just treating it as the latest shiny marketing talk? So as I jumped onto that Azuma train at Edinburgh Waverley and headed down south for this event, I felt really confident that I'd put together a really good And I was looking forward to delivering it and hoping that it would get a great reaction from the audience. I arrived at the venue and again, it was a little bit weird being in an in-person event. And I have to say, in Scotland, where I live, we still have to wear masks. It's still law in Scotland that we have to wear masks. So I did feel a little bit freaked out by the total lack of social distancing and the total lack of masks in the venue which was down in England, obviously. But I didn't let that worry me. I was hyped up, raring to go, eager to deliver my presentation. Now, this event was structured with an opening main speech, first thing in the morning, and then the morning session then moved into streams where the delegates could choose which stream they wanted to attend. And each stream contained several different sessions in different rooms throughout the venue. I was in my room I was ready. All the chairs were laid out, all the tables were laid out, full bottles of water on the table, even those little dishes of sweets that people can munch on as you're talking. The projector was working, the slides were working, I was ready to go. The clock ticked round to the starting time for my session and very few people actually came in through the door. Very few. And I wondered, what's the problem? Do people not like the look of me? I started getting that, I've got a face for radio vibe. What's the title of my presentation? Not engaging enough. Did it not feel to prospective delegates that this was a session which would give them great information and great calls to action and ways of building and growing their business? After I delivered the session, and don't get me wrong, those few people that attended They fed back that the session was good, they enjoyed it, they got a lot of information out of it, and they did see why I'd gone into so much detail on how to fit live audio, clubhouse spaces, etc., into an overall marketing plan, rather than just focus on the shiny toy itself. After the session had finished, I talked to the organisers, and they were just as disappointed as me. They were thinking, we thought this would be such a popular session. Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces is so high profile. So many people are talking about it. So what they did, and hats off to them for this, they gave me another 15 minutes on the main stage at the end of the morning to talk about live audio. So given this opportunity, I asked the audience, the full audience, how many of you in this room have heard of and are using Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces and live audio? And do you know what the answer was? Do you know how many people put their hands up? Eight out of over a hundred delegates. Hardly any of them had heard of Clubhouse. Hardly any of them had heard of Twitter Spaces. Hardly any of them had heard of live audio. No wonder Nobody came along to the session. They had no idea what it was about. I'd made the assumption and the event organisers had made the assumption that people knew what live audio was, that people knew what Twitter Spaces and Clubhouse was. 
and that they'd want to come along to the session to learn more about how to use it. But nobody had heard of it at all. No wonder it wasn't a session that people wanted to attend. The event organisers had thought there'd be a massive demand for a session like this. I'd agreed to do it because I thought similarly that there would be a massive demand for the session. But there was no demand because there was absolutely no knowledge of that medium. No knowledge of Clubhouse, no knowledge of Twitter Spaces. So my rule about assuming the customer knows nothing turned out to be absolutely spot on. Because in this case, they actually didn't. They knew nothing about these things. They hadn't even heard of them in the majority of the audience's case. Now, I guess reflecting upon it, maybe the event organisers could have done more research. They could have asked potential attendees whether Clubhouse Twitter Spaces live audio was a subject they wanted to hear about. But the reality is Clubhouse Twitter Spaces has become so hyped in marketing circles and so hyped in event organiser circles that the assumption was it was a big enough topic to get bums on seats. But there was the reality, and there was a big lesson learned, a big lesson relearned. Now, it did get me wondering, and I thought about this very carefully on the train trip back to Edinburgh. People like me, marketers, really do get invested in all these new shiny toys. It's happened before. Snapchat, Instagram Reels. Remember when Periscope live video streaming first came out? It's so easy in our marketing bubble to become so excited about the next communications platform that we forget that our customers might not have heard about it or our customers might be behind the curve and need to be brought up to date or that our customers don't actually see where it fits at all, even if they have heard of it. And I started thinking, listen to all the buzz surrounding artificial intelligence, all the buzz surrounding artificial reality, all the buzz surrounding these NFTs, these non-fungible tokens, all the chat about Bitcoin. You know, I see and read so much about how important and how huge the metaverse is going to be over the next six months to a year. My bet is that if you were to put a conference on and talk about all of these things, it's likely that quite a large proportion of the audience wouldn't know what an NFT was, wouldn't know what a metaverse was. I'm sure some of them will have heard of AI and AR, but maybe they won't be prioritising AI and AR as highly as we marketers do. So let's go back to remembering, assume the customer knows nothing. And if we start from that base, then we have to find out what they know, what they don't know, what they want to be told, what they want to learn, what they want to take from these new platforms. So even though it was a little bit disappointing to go all that way down south to present to a very small audience, I'm really grateful to those organisers for reminding me of this. Assume the customer knows nothing. Don't treat everything like the latest shiny toy.
Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that canter through my first experience at an in-person event since February 2020. And I hope that you maybe sit back and think about what I've said just in a little bit more detail about the assumptions we make about our customers' level of knowledge. Until the next episode of the Marketing and Finance Podcast, thanks once again for listening. And until the next episode, remember, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. If you need help with your marketing, please get in touch at rogeredwards.co.uk. I'd love to work with you. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business. (laughs) 